0: Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network, where we believe the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. I am Link Keller, and I am joined by my beautiful co-hosts, Josue Cardona. Hello. Mark Quiddies. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey, Today, we are talking about recasts in things, probably (laughs) mostly uh, TV and movies, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Mostly in real life.
0: (laughs) Mostly in real life. Um, Watch out for body
2: snatchers. They're everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. You got to stay on your toes. For the record, one one of the examples I have is a video game example. Look at that. Perfection.
0: Oh. Um yeah, so we're oh, I know. I
1: know about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're we're going to be talking about uh recasts and how they uh impact the way that we think and feel about the media or the characters and um and then probably try and make some metaphors to real life. We'll see how that part goes also. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah, Laura, what 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 did you like you want to talk about recast? What what is a recast? A recast
2: is yeah. when you have someone playing a character, representing a character, and then either in the middle of the series, like in the middle of the season, in between seasons, something happens. Someone someone dies, someone's difficult to work with, they got a better offer at another show or something something happens you have a new person representing that character um this came up because I was watching Superman and Lois and in the first episode of the new season they recast Jonathan Kent um it's main very character. the one of the one of the main characters yeah he's one of the two twin boys Superman and and Lois's kids um he I think it came up because usually in a recast, and we can talk more about this, I typically have a hard time accepting the new person in the role. And there's many reasons for that. But in this particular situation, I actually think after only watching him, he was only in a handful of scenes because he wasn't the focus of the episode. I prefer him as Jonathan Kent. (laughs) Uh, I think the actor tried to mimic the mannerisms of the previous uh, actor who played the role, he looks more like his twin brother. Um, they're fraternal twins, but he looks more like like the previous one was a, almost a blonde-haired kid mm-hmm. with a family of like dark-haired people. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't quite fit in. Uh, and I think this, this kid fits in pretty well. And it'll be interesting to see what else he does. I may regret my decision of saying that I liked him in this role, because I've only seen him in one episode, but we'll see how it goes throughout the se- season.
1: Yeah, you may change your mind. I don't know, uh, to me that's surprising, because would you say that, that that's usually the experience, or do you usually I, not- usually,
2: I usually hate recasts. Um, <laughs> there's I can probably think of some examples of ones that I don't mind. I grew up watching soap operas, and in soap operas people are recasted all the time. in In those situations, I think I would just, I wouldn't like them at first and then I'd get used to them in the role and be like, oh yeah, I know I don't miss that other person. Um, but there are other situations where I get attached to the person. This is how I envisioned this person, this character, how they speak, how they move. And it. So usually it doesn't work very well for me. Uh, I think that's the case for a lot of people. Um, in general, change is hard for people, but especially, if you have a visual representation of a person and it's not and it's different from recasting, in like you reboot a show or you reboot a franchise, right? Like, we've had how many different Batmans we talk about that a lot, and you, everybody has their favorite one, but that's very different from this continuity. This is supposed to be the exact same Batman as the Batman in the movie before, and it's a different person. That's I actually,
0: different. I actually have a Batman example, it's not Batman, it's uh. <laughs> uh uh katie holmes was in batman begins as Mm -hmm. rachel Mm -hmm. and then um uh she got recast and was played by maggie gyllenhaal who in my mind when you're like talking about that set of batmans you're like the lady i picture Maggie Gyllenhaal, not the original, but that's uh, a because rare example. She is,
2: because she is very important in that second one. She's <laughs> crucial.
0: <laughs> she gets got. Um.
1: I, for, I forgot about Katie mm-hmm. Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Huh.
2: Some yeah. things that can make it easier for me with these is when the, the series plays with it and makes fun of itself. Um, and I've, uh, one of the recasts I, I absolutely hated, although I also did not like the movie in general was, um, the mummy franchise. I loved the first two. Rachel Vice is Evie. I'm just gonna say that was, that was Pivotal to my young queerness. I will just (laughs) put that out there. Uh, And I don't even know who it was that was recast as her in the third movie. The third mummy movie that people are like, there was a third mummy movie. Um, But they make the joke like, oh, it seems like you're a whole different person. And I thought that was funny. Um, And it went along with also the bad humor of the rest of the film. But it was, I mean... It made it easier for me to. I hated the movie, so it was easier for me to like her. I just hated the whole thing.
0: (laughs) The uh, actress's name is Maria Bello. She played Mm. Evelyn in the third Maria
1: Bello. Really, I like Maria Bello. I didn't know. I don't know. She was.
2: Well, now you have to watch it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember there was a (laughs) third one.
2: Yeah, Uh, Jet Lee's in that one. I think as the Emperor. Yes.
0: And Michelle Yeoh, which maybe Ooh, that's the reason why. Okay, to maybe I need to
2: rewatch it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm surprised by all of this.
2: Mm-hmm. I like blew your minds. Yeah. Kind
1: of, yeah. Um. So when you brought this up, the first thing I thought of was like how much it, it can bother us. Sometimes it can be, like you said, like, sometimes it can be better. Mm-hmm. Um. But it reminded me of, like when I said earlier, real life. <laughs> you know, like sometimes we have, <clears throat> look, like Mark Quittes is not playing the the role of uh, Doctor Baby Brandon Saxton, right? But but he like took over that 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 role, you know. Um, and so that's kind of where 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 my mind went to when you start looking at mm-hmm. like an analogy there, um, where sometimes you have people in your life whether it's a partner times a parent um times even siblings right like they can take kind of that like they take the room from that belongs to somebody else or or somebody kind of takes that role and it can also be difficult can be better sometimes it um it it varies and i'm and i'm i'm wondering how like how much that works like how how much how similar it is or how helpful it would be to use those um examples of recasts in in movies and tv shows and video games <laughs> and <laughs> um and even animation um where to me animation is weird it's like everything is the same but the voice is different ah oh, there's, there's something
2: um, there's something very <laughs> off about that way. Yeah. uh w- w- I have talked about Life is Strange a million times on this show. I love the game. I am obsessed with Chloe and Ashley Birch, her voice actress. And um, Ashley Birch really wanted to come back for Before the Storm and could not because of the strike. Uh, I don't want to say... Like, nothing against the voice actor in the second one. However... That was not Chloe to me. I did not hear Chloe. She did an okay job of like trying, like there's something about, like I said with with Superman and Lois, the new actor, he was able to mimic mannerisms and things. With this, it's purely the voice, and that that's kind of hard to do without sound, sounding, I don't know, completely off. Um. All I'm going to say is I never finished playing before the storm, and so I don't think that's because the game was bad. Uh,
1: Really, it was because of like you couldn't get over Chloe's. I don't. I don't.
2: I don't think it was that either. I okay. (laughs) It wasn't exclusively
0: that. It wasn't that. That was a a
2: factor. (laughs) I don't. I don't think. I don't know necessarily, but I have a theory. As I think about this now, that I connected with Chloe, right in in the game and it just didn't feel like the same connection in the the second game i don't know if it was the voice i don't know if it was i just moved on to something else or but i just didn't i never finished it and that first i did text host way after i finished the first chapter of the the second game which is the prequel and said it wrecked me emotionally but the connection might be different. I, I don't know. I'm just going to put huh. that out there. I have a hard time with change, everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so do you?
2: However, do you- I do get used to things. I Like I said, soap operas. Um, the biggest example I can say of this is <sighs> the Harry Potter movies. I loved the first Dumbledore. Richard Harris is one of my favorite actors and has been. I I loved him in Gladiator. He seemed like an old friendly grandpa kind of guy. And I hated when they switched to, God, why can't I remember his name? The actor Michael that plays double Gambon. Yeah. I hated that. And then he got, he grew on me as, because there was no going back. He, he died. So we yeah. moved on to a new actor. There was no going back. And as, as it went on, movies went on, okay, this seems like Dumbledore, but he's not my Dumbledore. My Dumbledore is the one from the first two movies, you know? I never, Yeah, I never really recovered mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm.
0: Granted, it, it, it wasn't it really like I had, a like, a, a strong emotional connection to Dumbledore in the first place, so it wasn't, like, a big deal, but I was always like, this Dumbledore's not doing it for me. And and why is he being it, so
2: mean? And then those, <laughs> And also in these situations, like they also changed director at that time and directors changed in future movies. So the theme and the tone and where they were going with Dumbledore was different from those first two movies. So it wasn't just the recast, but like I said, I was able to kind of over time. Acclimate. Understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How, how much, or how different do you think your experience would have been Lara with before the storm? like the wrecking of, uh, in that first chapter, if it would have been, you know, had it been Ashley Birch instead, do you think it would have made a difference?
2: It might have like literally the, the thing with voice acting. And I, me- I mentioned this when we were talking about the last of us, last time we talked, I can recognize the voice really well. Um, so the last of us. As Ashley Johnson is in the Last of Us show, I hear Ellie. Like, I don't hear... Like, it, it, I could hear it and feel it. Um, I guess in the same way that music hits emotional notes for me, so does sound and and voice. Um, so with uh, Before the Storm, that wasn't... It didn't sound like her to me. And I played Horizon for uh, horizon zero dawn and instantly i was like oh it's chloe even though it's aloy um
1: Yeah. yeah so so was it was it distracting or was it uncomfortable how would you describe it
2: a bit distracting probably because i was trying to compare the two the whole time
1: Okay and then like for you it- Dumbledore was it was it like that like was it just so distracting every time he was on screen that it like it pulled you out of the movie
0: It was more so that like the vibes had changed I think just having any any old white guy in a in a robe functionally works uh, it's just the, that the vibes changed <laughs> the vibe mm-hmm. um I think like with Ashley Burch specifically like she has done so much voice acting Um, and I have been a big fan of her work since like 2008 um, so I think having a switch at all is like you have to sort of reconceptualize internally and that can be like a very quick process or that can be like more involved but I think having somebody that you already really care about and like their work there's like an extra layer of oh i forgot the word i'm looking for there's like an extra barricade that you have to get through because Mm -hmm. like it's it's different and like that's a thing but it's like it's different from the person i really liked so it's like an extra layer there
2: I think a lot of people who like Netflix's The Witcher are going through that with, um, with Henry Cavill leaving, and it yeah, being, that one's um, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one, yeah, because the two of them are very that. different. They're so different, so different. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, there, there's a yeah, there's a big difference between um, recasting a, a supporting character.
2: And
1: the main character, yeah. The titular character. I, because, so what this made me think was of like maybe your friend moved away or a parent died and I have a step parent and like you're having an event, right? Or there's an experience and then you're thinking like it's almost intrusive, right? The thought of like, well, this is okay, but I wish the other person was here. Um, mm-hmm. which could just be distracting and could ruin the experience of um, of what you're trying to do. And that feeling sucks. I mean, you know, despite what happens later, but that, that can be, again, it could just pull you out and be extremely distracting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mark. definitely oh, no. com- comparison is at the root of the discomfort there. No. is like our brains are, are wired for pattern recognition and comparing is a big part of pattern recognition. And so when we come across this threshold point of like the pattern, it has changed, uh, better do, 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 compare and contrast, run run the diagnostics here, is like that's, that's where it can get really uh, discomforting.
1: What's funny, because Lara said it's um, it was like your mind, right? It was a very cognitive um, explanation for Chloe. It was like, no, I kept comparing, right, in my mind. Mm-hmm. But, Link, you said it was the vibes were different, right? And it that felt was, more like- I was also,
0: in- like, when those movies came out, like, a young teen. And so yeah. my relationship to- Harry Potter was very different and my relationship to watching movies was very different. Um yeah. like, I didn't, like I you, didn't I felt, didn't know Dumbledore, yeah. the actor's name either yeah. of them until way late. Like I was very much yeah. Daniel Radcliffe is the only name I'm going to remember. That's not true. Also, Emma Watson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the one you should remember more. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh yeah, definitely um then, being like, I don't know, 14-ish when it came out, 15 maybe, um, it was very much more like, I didn't like the vibes. Um, yeah, yeah. But that that switch happened in the third movie, and the third movie was my favorite movie, um, because <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe has the best hair in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, everybody's got want, their own criteria. Right? I don't want to talk oh about goodness. Harry Potter anymore
1: <laughs> wait wait so Richard Harris only played um um Dumbledore in the first two two yep. yeah mm-hmm.
2: and then he died. Huh. yeah and then he died
1: okay I thought, I I thought that's he played. Like and those also, were and those
2: also were both Chris Columbus movies yes yeah.
1: but yes. that means but that means the other guy played him for six movies <laughs> yes well okay.
2: and still. Yeah. The, the one that is the beginning one is my favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: For yeah. multiple reasons. Not just, like, I tend to like first. So, like, the first person <laughs> to play the person. Yeah. But also, I just, I liked the tone of the movies and the tone of his character in those movies more so than the others. Like, when we got to Goblet of Fire and he's, like, yelling at Harry all the time, I'm like, yeah. what? You're supposed to be like the you're supposed to be yeah. looking
0: out for him, friendly guy. Those like. were
2: the bad vibes.
0: <laughs> also coming from like being obsessed with the book series, and so it's like as those movies went on, they separated more and more from the source material, and so it's like as that happens, like oh, I don't like this. It's not what I wanted. Yeah. I, don't so- <laughs> <laughs> I don't care now. I don't care now.
1: <laughs> I I do not like the experience and I, I'm not used to it very very rarely have I had the experience of reading the book and watching the movie like reading the book first and watching the movie I don't mind so much watching the movie and then reading the book that's um,
2: usually the way to go for yeah, me because to, then it adds yeah. more to rather yeah, than takes away yeah. from there mm-hmm. there
0: are so few examples of Going from movie or going from book to movie is an improvement. It's almost always worse, and so I (laughs) just like (laughs) if you read if you read the book first and it's really good, like prepare yourself to be disappointed.
2: There Um, are a few times the other way. You are like, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I don't even mean it in, in that way. I mean in the in the terms of like how distracting it it can be. With that comparison,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because, like, for me, movies are more, um, they activate more of my senses. We've talked about Aphantasia. I can't really picture stuff um, mm-hmm. from the book. So, having, so when I, I read something and it's just like, okay, it's, I don't mind a different version. Like, I, I've talked about that before. Like, I don't, I don't mind a different ver- uh, adaptation of the source material. Whether it's good or bad, I don't, that doesn't, um, whether I like it more or less doesn't really bother me during the thing. It's more like, Oh, in the book, like the story has been, I know what's going to happen next and it's not as exciting, but when I'm, yeah. But, but then the book, it's like, Oh, well I have like a, a visual reference for some of these things kind of, and now I'm reading it and, and there's more to see. So it, it doesn't feel like it's as spoilery. Plus it takes me forever to read through a book.
2: One thing that I also think I have a hard time with in recasts is um, the the moment where you see this person, new person, because a lot of times you don't know, like with this uh, character on Superman and Lois, Jonathan, I didn't know they were recasting him. Uh, same thing when I watched the Fosters and they replaced the actor for Jesus, did not know. And there's a moment of like, Who's the that? fuck is wrong with me? Do I not recognize this person? <laughs> or did they just, re- did they recast and I don't know? And then I immediately have to go to like IMDb and look it up and be, because I- I'm like, what? did I, did I did- slip into another timeline? Like who is am I, that do I have brain damage? Like what is, what is going on? <laughs> um, because as part of the show or the movie or whatever, they're like going on as nothing has changed because for the characters, nothing has changed. So there's that moment of like, did I miss
3: something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, what do you what? Are, what are your thoughts up to now?
3: You know, when this topic came up, I, Eric, when you when you guys um posted the topic yesterday, I started thinking. I was like, huh, what are what are some examples of things that I have watched um or that I've um just sort of taken in. That has done this like it, it does a lot of the recasting and yes, Harry Potter came up and um, really the only thing that started coming to my mind was the Halloween town movies. Um, and I, I don't necessarily know why because I I was never really much of a big like Halloween person, um, just because I'm uh, I don't like spooky sp- spooky things. It uh, terrifies me. So even with like the like Disney stuff, I just wasn't that much into like the Disney movies. But I know like with my wife, she really enjoys watching those movies. So every time around Halloween, we're watching the Halloween Town movies. Um, and so when they recast Marnie, I remember that my reaction was the same of like, wait, hold on,
2: who's that? That's not <laughs> who is <Marnie>. this
3: wo- <laughs> Exactly, like, who is this woman? I don't, I don't recall. Um, so, but. I think the more I thought, like the more I think about this, the more I am sort of remembering um, a time where the sort of trans, like the transition from like a recast, um, was something that like got eased into it to me for me, and so it kind of helped me sort of be able to tackle the changes that I inevitably would have to face when I was like nine or ten, and um, and my parents are going through a divorce, um, and that's Blue's Clues. Um, Blues. when did,
0: oh my god, that's such a good pull, Mark. Oh my, yeah, yeah Blue's so,
3: Clues. So one <laughs> as a as a young child who grew up watching Blue's Clues had the notebook, had the shirt, had everything regard like when it came to Steve, that's my guy. That was that was my my host for Blue's Clues, and so when they were recasting him because he was leaving the show and they were bringing in this new person. They, like had to, they found a way to be able to incorporate it and to work it so they can write him off the show and effectively have him be recasted, but it still fit with the story. It still worked, and it kind of helped me at that age sort of be able to cope with the idea of change and know, like, hey, this is a part of things. Like, people are growing up. People are going off and doing things, and that's okay because, you know even though this is this is a new person and their their vibe and the way they do things are, are different, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Um, and so when I was 10, 11, going through the divorce with my parents, um, it sort of helped me like understand like, all right, this is the change and this change sucks. However, it, just because the change is different and at, there are certain aspects of it that do suck, that doesn't necessarily mean everything has to suck. Everything has to be bad. And so that's what started me kind of looking at the positives and the good things that were happening in my life. And then I, as I was continuing to grow and to change and develop as a, as a human being. Um, and yeah. And then just knowing that like, if I really wanted to, I knew that I could always go back to Steve because I used to have like the, the movies and stuff like that. So it was something that I could always go back and revisit, but still that idea of the slow transition from changing from one host to another, especially on like a kid show like that. I thought to me like that, that really did help me. That was very influential and kind of set me up to be able to cope with the many changes that would happen throughout my life. So that that's my pull. Yeah. Yeah, He's such a rescue.
0: good Love <laughs> all my love to Steve. I I've not watched any blues. Sorry, <laughs> not watched any blues. Blues episodes of the the middle guy, but I have watched the newer ones with Josh. Love Josh. He's great. <laughs> all all respect to Josh.
3: I do like Joe. That that was the middle guy, Joe. Joe, but I liked him. Yeah, his name Joe. is Joe. Joe. I I do want to watch the uh the Blues Clues movie because it, it it brings them all back yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: That's so cute. I
3: just I just gotta find some some time that. to to watch it.
1: I do I do like I do love that point of like how there's good and bad ways to transition. Just one...
0: just like straight up, like we're not going to yeah. say anything about it. We're just doing it and people will respond how they respond. But I love that the, so much extra care was taken because it's a children's show. It's for children. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. may be the first time like that conceptually ever occurred like that. Where is Steve going? Kids that,
2: which could prepare kids that age. Um, my coworkers who had toddlers tw- switching preschools and from preschool to kindergarten had a really hard time saying goodbye to their friends and their teacher. Mm-hmm. So having that experience could be really good for them to have that in a, in a setting where they're at home with their family, being able to be like, "Oh, well, Steve is leaving," you know
1: terminating with your therapist like without without (laughs) like that that process of termination right like the longer it is the better because it can Mm -hmm. be it can be devastating if that's not like handled correctly
2: and how it's handled correctly right like i think i mentioned earlier the reason that i have the ones i have an easier time with is when the show or whatever makes a joke about it right and makes it it's known that that is a new person um, Roseanne back when that was show was happening and is now the Connors they they switched the atrix, actress for Becky and I, they made a joke about it and I noticed it and I, I got over it more quickly when they changed the actress who is the original actress is now back on the Connors as Becky um, she was always on the Connors when they brought her back Sarah Chalk was the the one who changed to uh on Roseanne and then on the Connors I can't remember her name but the original actress uh is now her and um there was an episode where they had both of them and it was they made a joke about it and it was funny like the swapsies it it made it like a it addressed it in my brain made it okay for there to be a difference and a change um even that's a, like a level between like no acknowledgement and ignoring the steve it completely and this yeah. and, the, and the steve thing like there's steps in between yeah. um and i think you're right hostway like saying goodbye to a therapist i just said goodbye to 25 clients uh and in changing jobs and it was really hard but i gave them all a month to get ready and try and yeah. make a plan and figure out Okay, are they going to try and come with me to my new job? Are they going to try and switch to someone else at the current place? Do they need therapy anymore? Um, what's going to be the best step forward in having that chance and given time? Um,
1: yeah. yeah. So. This, is, this is why... Um, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love Doctor Who. The When the original actor, you know, 45 years ago left the show, they came up with a reason and, and an explanation. Kind of like you were saying, Mark. Right? And they said, oh no, this character the character is an alien and, you know, if he gets hurt badly enough instead of dying, he just like rebuilds his his body. And that was a, a way that they, they made it to be able to recast that actor.
0: That was genius level planning, I just, strategizing.
1: I know. And so they had this whole thing, right, where like this again, it was in the the 60s, 50s, late 50s, early 60s. And it's like, it just like faded out. And then this other character was there. But then with that, there was like, oh, they look different. They also, they kind of have a different personality. You know, like there's a, there's a reason for all of it. It's like, oh, why doesn't he act the same exact way? Or why isn't she, you know, do this? Or It's like, oh no, because it's when they got reconstituted, (laughs) you know, um, they, they became, they're the same person, but they're a little different. And that is just upfront and that is addressed always in at least a couple episodes um and uh the David Tennant um change was one where people had like two years to get used to, like you knew like you always know who the next actor is going to be to play the character and so you and you know when the character is going to leave it's never like there's never like mid-season they just die so far and so far so far right um i mean sort of they kind of almost did that one time um david tennant again but david tennant had basically he had this series of movies and you knew they were the last or specials and those were the last specials and in the last one he even has this whole scene where he's like okay it's happening now and he goes and he says goodbye to all his friends and it takes like another half hour (laughs) right to do this but it was such a it was such a, a beautiful way to say to, to say goodbye to a to an actor and a version of the character that was probably the most popular um, since like the fourth one um, in the eighties, and just like brought the, the the show to greater popularity than it had ever had, and so to have that time to kind of process it and 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 go through it, and every time it happens, you get the transition in one in one episode. It's like they don't just like finish the episode and then the next one. Right. Uh, it's someone new starts. It's like, you get that, that handoff um, there. The
0: blues, and blues
1: yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And you see them and then there's always somebody, well, usually there's someone there to well, not always, no, no, that's not true. I was going to say there's someone there who reacts to the, to the difference. That's not always true, but it is, it is something that makes it a lot easier <laughs> to, 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 to get used to and like i am very emotionally invested in that show <laughs> and so every time they're like i'm, like, I'm not ready i'm not ready <laughs> but they prepare me for that termination um and and oof, i love it yeah I mean, of course th- these examples are very very rare um um it's like i'm thinking of like live theater like you can you can see the show you know one night and then the next night it's all different people. It's not even like the whole new cast. It's like some people are different and that's constantly happening there and and there it's almost different, right? Because you expect it.
2: And that's you sort of part of the and, medium.
1: Yeah. And also
2: mm. most of the time, the vibe doesn't change for the, like most sort of, of the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, there's still something, right? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. like the, they look very different or they don't yeah. sing exactly the same and you may have a favorite, but that's almost part of the fun of it because mm-hmm. you can go see it somewhere else yeah yeah there's a new cast and then it's like oh and then you can compare but that, like you said like that's like part of the of the medium so it's hard like if you're going into um a play or uh, you know any live um um, performance and you're thinking to yourself wait no i don't want them to stop like first of all how are you going to see this live show so many times and then second of all like that's that's it's just part of it
0: it's sort of built into the to the medium to have that changing yeah. aspect is like part of it, especially when you're looking at like older plays, like Shakespeare plays. It's like mm-hmm. part of, and I love this part of the playfulness of plays is that you get to change those aspects. Right the
1: yeah.
0: one <laughs> the one time I got to go see uh, Shakespeare live in um Santa Cruz at their outdoor theater space. They did Romeo and Juliet, but it was like uh Ooh. Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just had a moment. Um, it was sort of like Romani themed. And so it's mm-hmm. like that was the costuming choices. Those were the, like, music aspects they chose for, like, accompaniment. It was all sort of themed around that instead of, like, we're doing, you know, Shakespeare style Shakespeare. It's like, no, we're, yeah. we're playing with it. We're having fun. Um, I, I thought that that was really cool to get to see that, especially after having read romeo and juliet in high school and seeing the movie that they showed us in high school and getting to see these different versions of the same stories like that's built into the enjoyment of a play is like having that sort of metamorphosis is a part of it Uh, that does not apply so much to film more so to tv shows less so to film on a continuum here (laughs)
1: and less so to life
0: Uh, yes
1: right like you don't come in thinking people are going to die people are going to leave you know and people like you you think about death death a lot (laughs) like right but most people right like you you don't you even though you even if you know right a lot of us
2: expect that but that's later that's for later that's down the line that's not now well like even again
1: like cognitively you may know but you're not necessarily prepared and like Mm -hmm. how much can you prepare for for that piece especially when other than soap operas you know where you're invested for decades in the show Well, and in the (laughs) soap operas when
2: people die they come back (laughs) yeah
1: yeah but right like you you know you've known someone for decades and then and and I'm not even just talking about them dying right like we've talked Mm -hmm. about divorce we've talked about Mm -hmm. um you know you can be in a long-term relationship and then Mm -hmm. suddenly sure your new partner is not the same partner now they're a partner right like they're taking that role um
0: I do we can I have do, a, a separate
1: polyamorous conversation <laughs> I, do, like where, where it
0: <laughs> I actually wasn't gonna bring that up so thank you for you bringing that up uh, no I was gonna yeah. say I feel like the metaphor doesn't fit for certain relationship roles like having parents and then getting step parents is like that's not really a replacement same with like step siblings. I'm sure that there are instances in which it can be applied in that way. I think it the metaphor fits more for other types of roles, like your best friend in school or who your boss is, um, housemates, like those kinds of things. I f- feel like that fits better for the recasting metaphor, um, but yeah. When Sometimes
2: I- there are some aspects to the the parent that I could like I think about so with my mom dying and my dad remarried step I have a stepmom there was the piece of the comparison there was a lot of comparing there and that's different than if my mom were still around right and there is no recasting of her role it's just a similar role that's I guess the comparison was always there. That's the closest I could get to that fitting um, in that situation. But, yeah, I think a lot of, like, these comparisons of people and, like, in the most part it was I was comparing my stepmom to my mom a lot and it drove her nuts because uh, I was a teenager uh, and I was mean about it. Uh, and then also relationships. And as time has gone on, I compare Say my stepmom to my mom less, and I compare Nina le- to my my previous relationships a lot less than I did when the relationships were new, um, because
1: because the because the roles change over time, right? Like yeah. if you're home, right? Like if you're like living with both of your parents, and then some time passes, and one of them is replaced by another again, whether. But they're divorced or Actual by, or by death or
2: replaced or not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like,
1: oh, like now it's breakfast every day with this person. Or this person is taking me to school, or it can be right. And it, again, it doesn't even have to be a parent. But it's like that that role that suddenly gets put there, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you you didn't get to have that um, adult relationship with your mom. Right. So like you you which can't really sis- compare that. Which
2: my, which my sister has taken ah your older that sister. did. My yeah. older sister was my guardian when my mom passed. Um, yeah, and so that's a great example. She yeah. took on that role. And now we have a different relationship. It's more like we're sisters and friends, but there's still that, like, you took care of me. You were my caretaker. You were my parent for a while. Yeah. Um, and that took that took a long... That took not as long as it took me and my dad to get to, like, <laughs> hey, we're, we're hanging out like like buddies as, as adult child and parent. <laughs> then, but my sister and I, it did take a while to get to that. Um, And to her not being a parent to me as in like her treating me like a child. Um, So since my family doesn't listen to this, my brother-in-law still (sighs) treats me like I'm a child. So
1: (laughs) stop stop acting like you're a child.
2: Exactly. Right.
1: You're an old person.
2: i'm I'm, everybody's 40 everybody's 40
1: (laughs) everybody on the show is 40 it's true um can't confirm but i think i think if there's like anything helpful here right it's it's like what you were talking about mark like if any of these changes ideally there would be
2: preparation a, a lot
1: of preparation and and conversation and that kind of like handoff from from one to another some kind just of contextualizing even if it's not, it, right yeah, it's like yeah
0: just having that like this is going to happen you're gonna have feelings about it and that's okay like just having somebody like state that and be like show you that is like big deal it, and it's not yeah. often something we get in real life I'm <laughs> having the realization that maybe the reason that the metaphor isn't working for me is that the relationships I've had throughout my life don't uh, fit
2: together in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm like, oh, wait, maybe it's me. And sometimes and I think this is where the, the idea of the parent does become like something that you can't really replace the whole thing with preparation. My dad sat me down and was like, okay, I started dating this person. I want you to meet her. She's really important to me. She's not replacing your mom, all that conversation. And yet we still had issues, probably less than we would have if we hadn't had that conversation to prepare me. But it was still a rough ride from when I was 15 to when I was probably 21 and moved out of the house. So
1: my, my mom and dad, by the time I, I learned that they were getting divorced between that moment. And when my father remarried and left me at my grandmother's house alone, it was three months.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's
1: not uh I took Doesn't psychic
2: splash damage
0: from that. <laughs>
1: Jesus, yeah.
2: very different, very different experience. Literally, yeah. my dad said w- we had two conversations. There was one that was like, "How would you feel about me starting to date somebody?" And
0: then, <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, but- that's
0: such a that's a, that's such an important conversation to have, especially with yeah. your child. But in my mind, I'm like, he was already dating.
2: No, actually, he wasn't.
0: Um, well, my- was he though? Because that sounds like a. I'm asking you a. Quotation no, no, no. marks hypothetical.
2: My my stepsister have, was trying to set him and her mom on a blind date kind of thing. Like they knew each other through work, and she, my stepsister, pushed the two of them to go on a date. And so he didn't want to say yes to the date until he had asked how I felt because that's really sweet. But by the, but then by then it had been three and a half years. So he he waited a long time, and so. It was nice that he had that conversation. I had a feeling. I have a feeling he probably would have gone no matter what I said, but he would have handled the <laughs> conversation. He would have handled the conversation about it. Very it considerate. In a different way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and to, so there there are different versions of this too. Like it could be a pet, right? And suddenly mm-hmm. you have a, a new pet. Um, some people, people get like the people same. People have the
2: gold the goldfish that dies, and somebody li- parents literally just put a new goldfish <laughs> in the bowl.
1: But like, but some, some pets, like they get, some people get the same breed over and over again. Right. They're using the same dog house. They're sleeping in the same place. Like there's, there's like this replacement and unfortunately
0: um, Simpsons snowball and snowball (laughs) Two.
1: Right. Right. Um, but also like there are people who have lost children very young and then they have, you know, another child and it's not a replacement, but like, there's still that thing of like, Oh, if if you haven't moved I houses or anything parent, like that,
2: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. No. But, but like just like the that, same the, room and all co- that. When we talked about the comparisons yeah. and the and the feeling, like all that stuff mm-hmm. is it. It just it can be very very hard, and no one prepares you for for those things. Um yeah. So, so I have I have a question now to to kind of start moving us towards wrap up. What has it felt like when you were recast?
3: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh man see i could take this in a lot of different directions um but that's mainly because i think growing up i was always the person that would have rather been recasted than me actually having to do the recasting um elaborate I- I was a person that very much preferred to kind of be left behind because I didn't want to risk hurting other people's feelings. And so if I didn't want to be friends with somebody, I would let the friendship naturally sort of die out and then them kind of hang out with new people. Because to me, that was easier to let that happen than me saying, Hey, I don't really want to hang out with you anymore. Or, um like in relationships a lot of the times it would be um them typically ending the relationship rather than me even if i was sort of not really feeling it um simply because i didn't want to be the person to hurt another person i i I care too much for for people and and this is the time when i cared for other people more than i cared about my own well-being So I typically preferred to be recasted. I, I let my role in whatever relationship or friendship, whatever the role was, I, I allowed and wanted other people to take that role rather than me say, you know what I need to recast. And I mean, there are times when I did recast people or I recast an entire group of people. Like I, I just was like, you know what? nope, this isn't for me. I'm going to go and do this thing and bring in a whole new cast. Um, but still like that, that that's my take on it is that at least for me, it never felt good. Um, but I, I definitely felt like I could handle it more than me trying to handle hurting another person's feelings. So it, it did hurt. It did suck. Um, especially in like those relationship situations, because nine times out of 10, I was the one being left for somebody else. Um, those, Those obviously were never fun, but I think overall there were times when I'm like, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad you found your people. I'm glad I got recasted. Please continue to do your thing. I'm fine where I'm at, and I'm fine with the people that I have currently in my life or with the group I'm with so we're good
1: so Hmm. i can't relate to that level of maturity
2: (laughs) neither neither can i neither can i um there i could go several different ways with this one um i'm gonna go the work route first having Mm -hmm. literally been recast a few months ago and been demoted and put into and had someone else put into my role Um, I fucking hated it. I'm bitter (laughs) and angry and, and working through that, uh, and have moved on to a better situation. And I am, yeah, I, I did not like being recast, especially since I felt like I could play the role well. Right. Um, in Audiences loved
1: your performance. The
2: (laughs) audience, the audiences did love my performance. I got consistently Good reviews um, yeah. can confirm. Uh, so that's, that's. I think, when someone is recast for, like, no reason, it feels like. I mean, you can talk about that with shows. Like, why was the person recast? Um, that can also influence how you feel about it. Um, but with relationships, I, I can go two different ways. There is uh, several relationships I had been in where I'm like, good, you're not my problem anymore. <laughs> someone else, you're someone else's problem. That new person, the new me, they can, they can take care of you now. However, there's one re- relationship that it took me longer to get used to being recast um, because it was a situation where she said she never wanted to get married or have kids, and I was like, okay, well that's not something I wanna do when we broke up for many reasons. And then later she got married and had kids. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, uh, okay, so it was it was me. It wasn't the, the, the decision uh, about the kids in the marriage. So that took a while to get over, uh, but obviously at least as of this recording I am very happily married and have been for almost eight years. Uh, So I don't see any recasting in my future, but you never know what happens with life. Right. Uh, So yeah, I don't, I hope I don't have to worry about that again. I've been recast enough and I've done enough recasting.
1: (laughs) 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Link, any thoughts on this? <clears throat> you don't have to share.
0: I'm struggling a little bit um, because, like, okay, when I was a child, I'm, like, we moved a lot, so I went to a lot of different schools. I got very good at making new friends, Um, but once I moved, like, there's only one person I ever maintained uh communication with after moving and i don't talk to that person anymore either <laughs> so i ha- i'm having a hard time thinking like well how how did they feel about me n- no longer being their best friends at school or whatever um i guess the, the when i worked uh for a nonprofit that worked with st- uh, state parks. I, I worked there for 8 years. No, I worked there for a decade. I hit, I hit 10 years. Uh, so when I left, like I helped train my replacements and that was an interesting experience, but I don't really know, like there's only one person from that, that job that I'm still in contact with and she's functionally my mom. <laughs> so it's was like, <laughs> we already had an outside relationship to a work relationship. And so I don't really know how anybody who I used to work with like responded to me no longer being there, being replaced by somebody else. Though I do know that the person who replaced me only lasted a couple of months. Um, but I don't know if they hired somebody else after that or if they ended up like restructuring or what, but um, that's a tough one. Um,
1: yeah. I think I like, I like, the idea that many times I've, I've I never saw and I never you know yeah. what that would be like, but if you saw an an, uh, an ex and now they're happy with someone else, you, you know, like ah, oh, damn, that could have could have been me, um, or or that could have been us, <coughs> or um, when I, what? Or oh, you okay. realize you were What's the on? problem? Yeah, it's
0: yeah. me. Uh, <coughs> yeah, I'm sorry, that's just <laughs> uh, my high school and post high school relationships, if I saw them with other people, I'm like, I don't care. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) The two people I dated most recently um, are getting married (laughs) (laughs) and they asked me to be their officiant (laughs) because they were arguing about what side I would be on. And mm. so they were like, "Look, this is the compromise. Are you cool with that?" Stand in the middle.
1: Stand in the middle.
0: And so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm having a hard time connecting with this topic. It's like, oh, I'm weird. I'm the weirdo. <laughs> oh man. I, 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 I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, when when I was a, a teen and I uh, had some mental health issues and I moved out of my parents house I was living with my dad my stepmom and my stepsister I moved out uh, and then fairly soon after that my younger brother moved into their house and so my my sister went from being the younger sister to being the older sister um but I've never really asked her about that uh what that was like other than like General of being it sucked because my dad is a huge asshole and she was still forced to live with him, um, <laughs> but I guess that was that was a, a fun role switcheroo. Again, yeah. it's like, I, I'm like I I have two siblings, but we've never all lived together at the same time. My brother is a full brother, but we've literally never lived together, and so it's like yeah. the the sibling relationship is different because of those contexts so i don't i don't know i don't know this is yeah a lot yeah. of introspection no, yeah. happening here mm-hmm. yeah um apparently <laughs> once i once i leave you recast me i don't care i am never gonna think about
2: it again <laughs> i guess <laughs>
1: <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Woof. i'm i mean yeah i th- when you brought up uh, The not give Like when I left my job Before my last job I didn't Like I didn't care But I left the job I trained my replacement That is a big distinction I cared about the person Who was replacing me And they all just invited me To go out and have drinks with them Last weekend And I was out of town So it's very different Like I was recast But like the connection Is still there And I still have a relationship I'm just in a different role Yeah and I think that's yeah and, that's, and the, the
0: opting in to the change versus having it mm-hmm. thrust upon Done you. To you yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. distinct yeah. like you know like we were yeah. talking about earlier is there there's a difference in recasting because you know an actor is unavailable or or what have you versus somebody died like that is that is mm-hmm. a distinction that impacts the whole yeah. thing
1: yeah but these but these are all examples of like good or bad right like like ideally you can move on from a situation and look and look back at the you know whatever the role or the spot where you're at and be like I'm happy for this person you know um that's not always the case and sometimes yeah you're like I'm going to officiate their wedding <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that that sounds like a really i mean as long as it's okay with you right i mean i think i think that's great for everybody involved um it sounds like a positive one um yeah, mine are mostly not like that. Like the ones that came to mind, like um, I remember my my, so when my mom remarried, her, my stepdad had had a son the same exact age as my sister, and so they ended up once they started going to school together, they were in the same exact grade. It was it was not great, but I, I remember like, for my sister. To her, she had like I had replaced like her with my stepbrother because we probably just like started hanging out more and like that was that was quite the betrayal for her. Um but then like I also saw I don't know, like that's that's a version of it, not so much that I was recast, but um, just like depends on what perspective you're looking at it from. But probably the worst one was when my or the really bad one that comes to mind is when my dad left and got married it's like basically he replaced me with my stepmom. Like I was like, we used to spend time together and we do everything. And all of a sudden it was like, he was gone and I couldn't, I couldn't be next to him anymore. Literally my stepmother is something's not okay. Like she, she won't even, uh, she wouldn't even let, and I say won't because it's still, she still won't do it. She wouldn't let me and my sister sit next to my father. It was like, it was that, um, that bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I,
3: very.
2: Uh, yeah. My my stepmom insists that we sit next to my dad at like yeah. holiday things. That's yeah. so. Yeah,
1: that's why your therapy sessions Lord. are probably different than my. Therapy mine. Sessions. Mine are yeah, very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, my yeah. own things on yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I just realized
3: something mm-hmm. that I've I've been recast in terms of being uh, uh, in terms of like my dad with because he has two two little ones with my stepmom um and they're both pretty much the spitting image of me and my brother and they're both a year and a half apart like me and my brother were <laughs> and yeah. so part of me is like wow we've been you recast not- both roles <laughs> yeah not only were we both recast but i think now he's like hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna run this season back i'm gonna do it <laughs> over again i'm gonna see how this works how, how differently he did, this he works did a reboot basically he he rebooted the (laughs) series and and, uh, i have cameo appearances that that's basically it yeah um that's (laughs) so funny because we always make the joke that like the older one looks a lot like me and he also his personality is a lot like mine like he has his (laughs) hyperfixations. he's he's a gamer um he's all these things and then the younger one is also a lot like my brother and like kind of needy, very attention seeking and also likes to torment the older one because they're bored. So I'm like, wow, this is, this is a lot that like, I'm, I'm basically part of a rebooted series right now with older characters, some older characters, but now it's, it's like that '90s show where I just make cameo appearances every now and again. I'm like, here I am. And yeah, that's um that's something i i didn't quite think about before so <laughs> Oops. i also i also didn't um i didn't realize that technically for this show that i'm also a recast i know this is something we brought up earlier and i like yeah. prior to to um, the the recording i was like huh you know, you're right. I am a recast. I I am a sort person of. that is Yeah, sort like of. it's it's like the fourth the fourth That's role right. here. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it's not like I'm replacing anybody. Like Brandon
0: was a recast of Ali, but because there was like a whole year in between, yeah. like you're filling the fourth role but like not, it, a, but not a recast. recast. Mhm.
1: But people also, may have a favorite died. season. Yeah, some people yeah. may be like, I like the season with Brandon, not the one with Mark. I like, or I vice like versa. The season
0: with Brandon. Mm-hmm.
1: I like all the seasons. The mm-hmm. one with Ali, not so much.
0: <laughs> I like the season with Ali. Uh,
3: Please. He, he, was, he wasn't there for half those seasons. Half of that season. <laughs> He's off doing his 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 big boy things.
1: This has nothing to do with the topic. But what you were saying, uh, Mark, about like how your father like basically rebuilt the same the same two kids again there's a novel in a movie called boys from brazil it's a sci-fi story about um how the the nazis who survived world war ii created an experiment where they basically cloned hitler and then uh implanted him into different families and they tried to raise them all exactly the same way or in similar ways to try to basically make another hitler so, so the book is all about how, how there's all of these different families who just are recreating the same, um, upbringing of the, uh, of these kids. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a good It's a good movie. I've never seen the, I've never read the, the book though. Seventies. Hmm. Um, yeah. All right. This conversation went all directions. I think, I think, I, I, I think you, you um, I'm, I'm glad when you brought up those points, Mark, about how like there, there are good, there are better ways to do it. And also it's not always mm-hmm. a terrible recasting. Isn't always bad. You know, sometimes I think, and sometimes I think you made the point, it's sometimes it's good. And also uh, maybe, maybe, a, a, you know, I, th- I think definitely another takeaway, Lara, at the beginning, you said, I got used to it. And I mean, ultimately that's, Like we have no other choice. (laughs) You either get used to it or just stop watching, stop reading, Mm -hmm. leave that relationship, whatever. You know, it's it's um you don't have to stick around, but most of the time it just you just it just you accept it and then you keep going.
2: If I didn't recast those past relationships, I would probably be miserable. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but Marsha, you you'd especially be miserable if you didn't eventually be okay with that with that yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. it's like just like accepting that
3: yeah yeah you wouldn't be able to watch pretty much any of the the iron man films yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs) i i think you know like sometimes recasting it it's good sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's just very interesting it's an opportunity for creativity speaking not real life but in film Mm -hmm. uh the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. That was Heath Ledger's last movie and he was filming it when he died. And so instead of completely recasting him, they used what he had filmed and they added in um, Johnny Depp, Jude Law and Colin Farrell and they all played transformations of the character and you know, whether or not the movie was good or people enjoyed it or it has any sort of <laughs> social cachet at this point, it was a very creative way of dealing with that. Um, and especially because the director chose people who had a relationship with Heath Ledger. So there was like an ex- extra emotional element to that. And so I think that that was a really creative way of of doing a recasting um yeah. Not something you see very often.
1: Yeah. I'm glad we have a lot of examples of things we can pull from. Like, you know, somebody's dealing with a, with a, I know we've been calling them recast, right? But they can be everything from a loss to a, to a breakup to moving to losing your Changing
2: job. Jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Changing therapists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. All right uh thank you for joining us for this episode of gt radio more geek therapy visit geektherapy.org there's links in the show notes to all our community spaces where you can share uh uh, what you think of recast how many times did we say recast in this episode (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week bye Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.